Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Monday, July 24th. It's five minutes after 11. This is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You can find him, Rob M. Kendall, on Twitter. You can find me there as well, Casey Daniels 317. And we're both on YouTube, typing Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. And there we are. Hey, here's some advice as we start uh, this this hour of yes. the show. Maybe don't buy a newspaper right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't think people need advice on that, Casey. I think they've taken that a, uh, the pro- yes, approach on their own. Yes. So 10 years after the Washington Post was purchased by Jeff Bezos, it's on pace to lose $100 million this year. <laughs> this year? This year. Oh, this year. $100 million. So this was a report from Fox News that came out, and it is a staggering amount of money. Now, there have been reports that Jeff Bezos, it is so alarming that he is going to actually get back involved in the operations of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, he So by comparison, he paid $250 million for the Washington Post in 2013. Yeah. And why this is relevant is because we have seen much of what you're seeing with the Washington Post here in our own city. And last segment with Hammer, we talked about the you know, just incredibly egregious mistake by IndyStar with the Ron Sexton photo uh, announcing his death. And what we are seeing and why these two things are very similar is the Washington Post was it was a national institution because it was Washington, D.C. and it was the paper of record. You know, obviously many, many incredible stories over the years have come out of the Washington Post related to covering government, et cetera. But it is similar in the sense of how IndyStar was the paper of record here. And I remember as a kid, um, my parents having a subscription mm-hmm. to the Indianapolis Star. I remember there was a star in the news. There were two of them. And I can remember back in the day when the guy would bring you the little ticket and you would pay him off the ticket. And that's how you would do your newspaper subscription. But everybody always clamored for an Indianapolis Star. And I get that times have changed and there are not people on the corner selling newspapers like there used to be. And so I'm not trying to turn this into when I was a kid, the world was a better place sort of thing. But the point was, when news broke, people rushed to the Indianapolis Star, not only to give them the news, but give them the news accurately. And over time, you have seen a First of all, you've seen immense budget cuts from the Indy Star, and they don't cover news nearly the way they used to. But you've also seen the news that they do cover has alienated a huge portion of their potential readership. Mm -hmm. And it is the same thing with the Washington Post, not just changes in, in the trends of way people consume news, but you have seen a deliberate alienation of a huge portion of their audience. And that is simply, whether it's the Indy Store or the Washington Post or whatever, not a sustainable business model. Well, not every article needs to be an op-ed. Sometimes the article can just be the information, but... Uh, you know, Washington Post decided to go against that. And when Trump was no longer president, that's when they really started to lose a lot of their subscribers. And, uh, you know, their famous saying, democracy dies in darkness. It also apparently dies with this newspaper. I mean, uh, so they... 
they had their what was his name? He wasn't the uh, publisher, which is normally like the uh, the head honcho at a newspaper. He was the executive director. He left a few years ago, and some people were asking, did he get pushed out? Was he fired? What's the deal there? And it looks like maybe Jeff Bezos wanted to bring in somebody younger. But I don't know if somebody younger is going to help him make up a hundred million dollars. No, no, no. It doesn't matter the person's age. It, and look, the content that's in the paper, local media, because so much of it is now. Well, local just doesn't work anymore. There's just not the staff for it. There's just not the blah blah blah. It works here. It works at WIBC. Every month in, month out, we do great. We we do great from a rating standpoint. We do great from a business standpoint. Uh, you know, we are we are still doing very well. Now, is WIBC and radio as a whole what it was when Gary Todd was here in the seventies? No, but by market share and people who still consume this medium and we give people a reason to consume the medium, we do very well. So it isn't just because it's a local thing. It's what you give the audience. And when you're not giving the audience, especially when you are a newspaper, yes, there's going to be opinion section, right? There's going to be a section where people give their views on Donald Trump or, and you know, if you're talking local, the governor of the state of Indiana or whatever. And people accept that and they may not like it. But what they expect, most people, normal people, the average person expects you to call balls and strikes, right? You just call it right down the middle. You're not inventing the strike zone. And in the case of, of whether it's Indie Star or Washington Post, they have they have they are trying to not be umpires. They're not trying to give you the information. They are trying to play the game, mm -hmm. and they want you to think a certain way and respond a certain way. And that doesn't work as a business model because people leave the platform. It's you can't be the MSNBC of newspapers. It never is, works, which is what they were trying to the, do. The only you know I saw I thought this was interesting in this Fox News article. Um, that the Washington Post since 2020 has really struggled to add subscribers. And it's the same thing CNN and MSNBC went through, which is when there's some villain to hate, and it was Trump. Everything was about Donald Trump. Hate Trump, get Trump, expose Trump. Well, once that boogeyman goes away, you've mm -hmm. got to rely on the talent and the content of, of the writers. Of the writers, right? And clearly, whether it's CNN, MSNBC, or the Washington Post, it, that, doesn't, that doesn't work. It absolutely 100% doesn't work. Okay, and Hammer mentioned it earlier. So, Indie Star, right now, you can get a subscription for $1. Yes. Would you do it? Is it worth it? $1. Uh, well, not for me. But, I, again, clearly it's not for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And that's... Here's but what, what is it? What are you saying that that's what your paper is worth? Well, and here's what blows... $1. Here's, here is a total... A total synopsis example whatever word we're going to use here of why i think the star is failing and how the, i think the politics and the washington post is the same way because they don't challenge biden in the same way that the star is not going to challenge the person i'm talking about the mayor of indianapolis disappeared during the riots mm -hmm. to this day no one has any idea where joe hogsett was during the first night of riots i have never heard anyone in the media including the indianapolis star Ask Joe Hogsett the question or do an investigative report of where was the mayor. It is not in dispute that the mayor did not give the order to allow these lunatics to take Monument Circle. It is not in dispute. A deputy mayor gave the, 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 the order because the police had Monument Circle secured 
and they were told to stand down. They gave away the city. Joe Hogsett did not give that order. That is not in dispute. And yet the Indy Star nor anyone else in this city has asked the question or done an expose on where the mayor was during the riots. Why is the paper of record... Would you not put your best person on it if indeed the truth was what mattered and say, we are going to get to the bottom of where Joe Hogsett was during those riots? That is the best example of where protecting the political institution Mm -hmm. and defending the liberalism matters more than getting to the truth. And people see that and people are not going to subscribe to that when they don't believe you're being an honest Mm -hmm. broker with them. Well, it's because they're on the same team, so to speak. And I want, look, we all have an interest Every single one of us has an interest in as many quality local media outlets existing as possible. The star and I, the star and you, the star and Amber don't align politically. That's fine on the opinion page. But we have a vested interest, all of us, in as many people, entities, institutions as possible holding our elected officials accountable. The reason the Republicans pull the bull crap down the street from us that they do right down the street from us, is they can get away with it because they don't fear the media covering them, investigating them, getting to the bottom of what's going on. And so we want, we should want a, a vibrant and strong Indianapolis star that can cover our local politicians. But even if they were vibrant and strong, I'm not sure they would do it, mm-hmm. which is why they're not vibrant and strong. Uh, I know you said let's do this third, but let's do it now. Uh, you, you mentioned local politicians, and uh, Jim Lucas now is being kept off some interim committees. Oh, boy. I hope they didn't uh, hurt themselves with that. Boy, that's really going to show him. Okay, so this is not really even a slap. This is like, okay... <laughs> They say they're getting tough with him, right? They took him (laughs) off the summer study committee. How is that getting tough with him? Hey, we know you play guilty to this DUI. Uh Uh-huh. And don't forget fleeing the scene. And fleeing the scene. And we know that, you know, the blood and toxology reports say that you had, you know. Illegal substances in your blood. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh Uh-huh. But we're going to make you work less. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's good. they're not kicking him off committees in the sense of the committees like once the session begins. Mm-hmm. They're kicking him off the summer study committee. Right. So that's like telling a kid who doesn't want to go to school, hey, you're suspended for a week. Yeah. But he's still going to keep getting paid. Mm-hmm. He's not losing any of his power. He just doesn't get to be on the summer study committees. Boy, that'll show him, Casey. T- Rod and Todd, the Flanders boys over there, they're they're a they're just a really tough bunch, and I am sure Jim Lucas is just crying in his Cheerios that he doesn't have to work hard this summer. And isn't it interesting that this information is on Indiana Capital Chronicle and not Indy Star? And I will ask the question again. What is the punishment going to be for Jim Lucas? Curtis Hill, when he was falsely accused based on the fact that there have been no criminal charges ever filed against him, no ethics violations were found, most of the civil stuff has been thrown out uh, against him. When Curtis Hill was accused, I mean, I guess we would say falsely of criminal charges, the governor and the goof troop at the leadership in the Indiana Republican Party couldn't sprint to a podium fast enough to condemn him and demand his resignation jim lucas did it mm-hmm. there's it's not in dispute he admitted i did it yeah i drove under the influence i crashed a, i blew through a barricade i fled the scene that none of this is in dispute and yet when the guy is simply accused of something well he must resign and then when the guy did something well it's it's silence because jim lucas learned years ago how to play ball 
After the last time Jim was forced to delete his Facebook several years ago, remember when he posted the memes that everybody thought were racist, and he re- he emerged from that a new man. And Todd Houston read him the riot act and told him, you're going to vote in lockstep. You're going to do as we say. You're going to be a reliable stooge or you're going to be out of here. And Jim, to his credit, well, I mean, it's, it, it's at a disservice to us, but to his credit for his own survival has been a totally 100% reliable stooge. And look how they're protecting him. Mm-hmm. Look at how they are protecting him. How does Randy Fry just quit and then go, oh, it's for health reasons. And nobody follows up on what that was. Nobody's asked to explain what that was. Abdul reported in his cheat sheet the rumors that are floating around about mm-hmm. that. It comes back to nobody in local media getting to the bottom of anything. Yeah. And you've got Todd Houston said, oh, Randy Fry, what a great guy, blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing. And this is the danger. I talked to somebody earlier today, and they said it, and is a politically connected person. This was the danger in giving the Republicans super majorities. Because when you gave them super majorities, they don't fear anything. They're not and afraid. when they don't fear anything, they behave however they want to behave. It's 18 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he made his case why Fauci lied about certain medications during COVID. And we'll get to that coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Okay, I'm going to say a line, and I want you to tell me, am I talking about Ron DeSantis or Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? <laughs> the media is treating me more harshly than Donald Trump. Uh, I would say that that would be Robert F. Kennedy Jr. You're correct. He actually said that. Same, very similar message that Ron DeSantis has been saying. Okay, time out, (laughs) so just for a second, because I know we got this really interesting audio from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Unless they have tried to put you in prison, the media is not treating you more harshly than Donald Trump. (laughs) Okay, and none of you have been tried to, are not on trial for your life right now. Oh my gosh, the media wrote something bad about me because I'm being critical of Democrats. My shocked face. Mm-hmm. This is this is part of the deal when you sign up for this. And it goes back to the segment we, we the again, Austin Powers, the segment we did last segment. It goes back to the segment we did a few minutes ago where we talk about <laughs> the media to its own detriment, which is why newspapers and cable outlets and et cetera are suffering has gone totally in the tank for the left. And they clearly don't care about the business plan or making money or whatever else. But that's just the way it is. That's the way the game is played. Mm -hmm. It is 21 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So that's what Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said, that the media is treating him more harshly than it did Donald Trump. He said that he's being slammed by mainstream outlets. It's unprecedented. And it's being reported that even some of his own family are distancing themselves from him uh, due to his beliefs about COVID and vaccines. Well, he's right. They hate him. And he's right that they want to discredit him because he makes not only Biden look bad, but he makes liberals look really bad. And he makes the COVID lunatic people look really bad. And he has nothing, he has absolutely nothing to lose whatsoever. And that is a dangerous position for them to have someone like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in because, one, he has a platform. His father is one of the most revered Democrats in our nation's history, a beloved national figure. 
Robert F. Kennedy comes off, while he is a bit hard to listen to due to his vocal infliction, he comes off as a very professional, normal person. Now, I love that the people who are in the Robert Kennedy Jr., like in bed with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., because he has so many statements over the years of just radical leftism. But at least in his presentation, you know, you come off and you go pretty normal guy. And he has the ability to do damage because he is someone who can get airtime. Why do they hate us, Casey? Why do the Republicans hate us? Us being the Kendall and Casey show. Oh, because we call them out on their nonsense. We have the platform. We have the most important platform in all of the state of Indiana in terms of media. And we choose to use it telling the truth about how the Republicans govern in this state. They can't refute what we say. So they just go after us. It's the same thing with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. You can't really refute what he says because he's been a good lefty his entire life. He just has these couple of key issues where he vehemently disagrees with the Democrats and he can make them look really bad because they're awful. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, he's making his case as to why Fauci lied about certain medications during COVID. He says it's all about profits. Tony Fauci's problem is this. There is a little known federal law that says... You cannot give an emergency use authorization to a vaccine if there is a medica- any medication approved for any purpose that is shown effective against the target disease. So if Tony Fauci or anybody had admitted that hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin are effective against COVID, it would have been illegal for them to give the emergency use authorizations that to the vaccines and they could never have gotten them approved. And it would have been a, you know, a 200 billion enterprise that would have collapsed. Didn't Trump say that as well in the beginning, early days? Then why didn't he do something about it? Mm. I, at least with Kennedy, there's nothing he could have done about it. If Trump said it, yeah. somebody should really do something But here. here's the thing. He he said that these meds could have saved lives and they only cost $3. Oh, you, as, as soon as they start saving lives, and more, they were going to jack up the price. Well, and hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Um, remember the thing? It was like, this is the stuff that's in bleach. This mm-hmm. is the stuff that they put in animals. You're using horse, horse, to, yeah, horse to warmer or whatever. Yeah. Here is the bottom line. If we are going to license medical professionals, and I come back to medical marijuana the same way, if we are going to license medical professionals where the state says this person is above reproach and has obtained all the institutional and uh, you know clinical knowledge necessary to be licensed as a medical professional, then you should be able to engage under the supervision of that person in just about whatever medical choices you want to make. If you're going to say that person rises to the level of being able to be licensed by the state that we are giving our seal of approval, then that person should be able to give whatever medical advice they see fit. And if the state doesn't like it, then that was on the state for licensing them. You should be able to take ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, marijuana, whatever you want under doctor supervision. And if the state doesn't like it, then the state can eat it because they said this person is qualified to dispense medicine and provide medical care. It is 1126. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. All right, dealer's choice. You want the letter or do you want to talk about Jason Aldean? Oh, the letter. You want to oh, talk the letter. No, the letter? no, no, absolutely the letter. Okay. Our friend is back. <laughs> James, our friend. He starts off with, you ain't seen nothing till you're down on the muffin, which is a Aerosmith song. How exciting. Um, and uh, he says, oh, let me see. Um... 
he he talks about how wonderful I am, um, but he's not being he's not interested in being a stalker or causing any sort of harm to me mentally or physically. Now we should point, reassuring. Now is that our tease? Do you want to go to a break and then we explain the letter? And because he's got some words about you in here. Oh, great! Yeah, you're in the letter, Rob. I'm. <laughs> Rob's in the letter. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> and it's next on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 1131. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So we received another four-page letter from uh, James, who is listening to us from the Plainfield Correctional facility. He has become your biggest fan. He's a, quite a pen pal. And we have asked numerous questions on the air. We uh, definitely appreciate that James listens. We had kind of wondered how people listen in a prison facility, and mm-hmm. we got an explanation on that. I thought maybe initially we were so charming and charismatic that we were pumped over like the PA system there or something, but uh, that's, that's not, 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 not exactly the case. We yeah. had many questions about daily life in there and a multitude of other things that have been answered and he has written you again a, a four-page letter yes uh i am his dearest by the way that's great yeah uh, can you be a pen pal with somebody if you don't write them back well you're <laughs> this you're, is a one-way thing yeah but he, he clearly listens to the show so he knows you are writing back in your own way on the show on the show right okay casey uh, has beautiful handwriting by the way uh he says i would uh i would pay money to see you on a beach in the sun wearing a bathing suit. Well, if you follow me on Twitter, you could have seen that. Uh, <laughs> he says, no, that doesn't really count. You, it was a, like a two second shot of you moving laterally. It was one second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- that doesn't count. And no. I was calling your bluff, by the way. What? Because I show you one picture of me in a bathing suit. You make this whole thing about it, thinking I'm never going to do it. And I was like, oh, I got to do this oh, now. Oh, no, time. No. Yeah. St- no, wait. Mm-hmm. That... F- one second of you moving laterally in a mm-hmm. swimsuit on the beach is nowhere close to the actual photo in the of you in the bikini that you uh, gifted to me that one day, and you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. You're right. <laughs> They're not the same. Okay, so James says, uh, uh, I want to be clear. I'm not a weirdo. I have oh, no I have no interest in being a stalker or causing Even any better. sort of harm to you mentally or physically. Great. Uh, if you knew me, I'm the type of person who would put myself in harm's way and step into direct danger to protect you. I love it. He's done that throughout his life for others. Uh, he does very much like my personality, my attitude, my views, and my voice. He's the one. He has. He says I have the voice of an angel. Um, <laughs> he, he's not in love with me, however, like Kendall has suggested. Oh. Uh, that belongs to Lady Gaga. And again, James, this is where our friendship is really <laughs> on not solid footing with the Lady Gaga reference. Yeah. But then he does go on to say, Yes. Now, as far as Rob Kendall. Uh oh. Yes. Sometimes, but not often, I like what he has to say. <laughs> I only like him part time. He does get on my nerves, yeah. and Rob Kendall has the voice and speech of a whiner. Wow. Didn't know that was coming. He whines. 
Well, <laughs> it's at least one. At least one uh, is clear. You are by far the favorite, and I think that is just wonderful, Casey. Uh, he goes on to say that he feels like you may be too much city raised, and you may have been sheltered your life like a preppy kid. Wow. Were you sheltered? Were you a preppy kid? Well, you know, I mean, I uh, I started my first job at 15. I put myself through school. It took me six years because I had to pay for it myself. And I, you know, paid cash the whole way. And I started my first business at 22. And I bought my first radio station at at, uh, at 24. And I kind of kind of felt like I was a self-made person. But I, you know, I guess to uh, different people have different views on mm-hmm. uh, what is sheltered and what is a, uh, a preppy kid. Yeah, a preppy kid. I mean, I did. Uh, City Ke- raised. By the way, I did send while you were gone um, the picture to Kev of Broad Ripple Rob circa 2008, mm-hmm. and Kev can uh, can confirm that I was definitely dressed for the times. Puka shell necklace. Yeah, puka shell necklace. <laughs> Perfect. Hair. He had an undershirt under a dress uh-huh. shirt. <laughs> there you go. Uh, he he believes that you may be bringing me down. Uh, Rob. That's probably true. <laughs> I've long thought you would be just markedly better if you could just get the hell away from You're me. You're just a yuppie in his <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Okay, but he does tell us why he's in prison. Oh. He says that uh, he's in prison, and he said that we could tell this on the air. Oh, great. So I'm not breaking any confidence. Uh, He's in prison for a level two burglary. Oh. Equivalent to a felony. Okay. Uh, you are correct. He is paying his debt to society. Yeah. And that day on April 12th, 2016, uh, the event that led to his arrest it was the single worst decision he ever made in his life, and he very much regrets it. See, now, okay, let's start, start, stop with that for a minute, because... Um we're having some fun with this, and we love that James listens, and we appreciate all of our listeners, wherever it's from. But I think right there is important, because he's taking ownership of what he did, mm-hmm. and he is acknowledging the thing that he did that put him in this position, which is clearly an uncomfortable position. And for that, he deserves credit because it would appear that he has some semblance of remorse for that and wants to become a better person. And that's what being institutionalized is about, is trying to figure out, one, it obviously is a punishment for a a crime against society, but it's also trying to figure out how to make people better so that they readapt into society and become better people. And for that, he all joking aside, he does deserve credit because he's taking ownership. He's not blaming someone else. He's not deflecting. He's owning, I did the thing, and I'm willing to talk about it publicly and take ownership of it. He says that when he gets out, he will straight walk the line. Yeah. And as far as a visit, uh, he's been there for, he says, seven and a half years. He has a few more years to go. And if we were to get a special visit with him, because he is currently in a restricted housing unit, he would be cuffed and shackled oh, during wow. our visit. See, and isn't it amazing? I always pause and just, just find it fascinating the amount of people that listen and where they listen from because we have had this conversation on the air about what all this is like and James is capable of hearing it and to his credit continues to engage with us and answer questions and it really helps society like we had a legitimate conversation what is that like when you go to a correctional facility is it like on TV where there's glass in front of everyone or Mm -hmm. can you walk right up to the person and he's willing to just put himself out there and say, look, here's my situation. I put myself in this position. I own it. I did it. Here's what you would see if you see me. I, you know, I'm a fan of yours and have no arm to you. I mean, this is, it's not good that he, what he did to put himself in that position, but this is great 
that we can have this sort of kind of back and forth with James because I feel like I'm learning a lot about the about the correctional system. Yeah, he sent his address, how I can communicate back to Great. him. And at the end, he signs off. He says, you take care of yourself, Miss Casey. Be safe. Be virus-free. Yeah. Be Republican. Yeah. And smile pretty. You too, Rob Kendall. Uh, I love that. James, we, uh, we are sorry you're in that position. We're mm-hmm. glad that you're... Uh, owning whatever it was that you did, and we're glad that you want to get out and be a productive member of society. Uh, we have a we have an interview on the way with Christopher Bilbrey from the Bastards of Politics podcast coming up. He's teamed up with the ACLU. They're suing the sheriff of Henry County. But before we get to that, quickly, I wanted to mention. Um, you know, the whole thing is going down with Jason Aldean yeah. and that song, uh, Try That in a Small Town. And he was in concert Friday in Cincinnati. He addressed it. He talked about it. He said he loves his country, all the things. On my way home from Florida, we stopped in Nashville. Yeah. And I was like, we got to go to Jason Aldean's bar that and, and see what's up. You yeah. went to the Bucky's too. We went to Bucky's as well. Bucky's has everything. Yeah, boy, it's big. I'm you glad can, you got to go. You can fill up, you can eat, you can redecorate your house, you can do all sorts of stuff at Bucky's. It's awesome. But uh, the report from the Jason Aldean bar in Nashville, the place was Packed. So if you've been hiding under a rock, Jason Aldean has, he's a country artist. He has a new song out. It's called, what's the name of it? Something about a small Try town. Try this in a small Try town. Try this in a small town. Like mm-hmm. everything else, they've made it to be racist, bigot, homophobic, whatever. He has said, kiss kiss my ass. Mm-hmm. I'm not apologizing for my music. It's number one on all the iTunes, st- all the yep. stuff by which that is measured now. And you did go to the Jason Aldean bar I and did. had a good time. I did. It's a, it's a three level and it's very much like a club. Oh, yeah. There was a many, many young people. Kevin, you would have absolutely loved it. Oh, he was too busy at the Alton Goon concert. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not much of a country guy, but I'd still check it out. I would check out the Turkish psychedelic rock guys. But, but uh, so... The the Jason Aldean bar, absolutely packed. I was a little nervous. We had to stand in line on the outside before we got in, and I had an American flag baseball cap on, and yeah. I, I was nervous a little bit. I thought, I don't want anybody to think that I'm I'm trying to do anything here. All right, when we come back, investigative journalist Christopher Bilberry is going to join us. He is suing the sheriff in Henry County over social media behavior. This is fascinating. I'm Team Bilberry all the way on this one. All right, it's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Sheriff of Henry County is getting sued for social media behavior, and oh gosh darn it, I'm here for all of it. He's <laughs> censoring people, Rob. <laughs> Boy, don't we know all about that, Casey? Uh-huh. <laughs> 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. We welcome in investigative journalist Christopher Bilbury. He is suing the sheriff of Henry County, John Sproles, teaming up with the ACLU over censoring constituents on social media. Chris, give us the Reader's Digest version. This is fascinating. Why are you suing the sheriff of Henry County? Essentially, it's a it's a new sheriff. He's he is seven months into his first term. He's a, a brand new police officer, only four years on the department to begin with. He has a government page, and he 
has started blocking people on his government page that disagree with him, and I'm one of those people, and I feel like that's a First Amendment rights violation. So this is sort of the new frontier, right, Casey? And I mean, we've talked about this, where you have the right to free speech, and if you're going to open up, like you don't have to have a social media page if you're a politician, mm-hmm. but if you're going to have a social media page, and you're going to... You're going to allow people to comment. You can't just say, just like in a town council meeting, remember when the police got weaponized against me, Casey? Yes, yes. You can't just say, well, I only want to hear from the people who I like, or I only want to be hear from the people who praise me. And this is this the, the crux of this, right, Chris? Like, you've told this guy, hey, you're not doing your job, and he's trying to say, well, we're not going to have that here. Yeah, absolutely. So I I belong to a political podcast called The Bastards of Politics, and we are all things government, local, state, national. And we've had some issues with what this gentleman's doing, some things that he has said down in Henry County, and we've just tried to fight back against him. And like so many elected officials throughout the state of Indiana, I'm seeing they're starting to do this. We've had issues with other elected officials, and the ACLU stepped in and fought this case, and and we figured that this would be a good time to strike back against this elected official as well. Now, I don't like to hear negative stuff about myself online either, but I just mute or block, (laughs) which I actually did this past weekend to someone very lovely. But the difference is that I'm not an elected official. Right. Right. That's that's the thing. And it's I want to be very clear. It's not like we're calling this guy names. It's not like we're being threatening. It's not like it's not like we're being vulgar or over the top. Mm-hmm. We are telling him that we don't like his directives. We don't like what he's doing as an elected official. Which is totally your right and totally what you should be doing. Absolutely. And uh, you did this on the Henry County page, the no. sheriff's page. Whose page is this? So the page is called John Sproles Henry County Sheriff Henry County Sheriff John M. Sproles. It's his official sheriff's government page where he posts pictures of him working he posts directives press releases and it's it's him working throughout the day and his thoughts on law enforcement and other political issues within his county okay so this is the actual business of henry county this isn't his own personal locale mexican casserole picture right right it's not him and the kids out on a seesaw at the park there there are three pages that he's tied to he is tied to the henry county sheriff's department page which is used to post like road closures and things like that, things about the jail and their staff. Mm-hmm. Then he has a personal page, which he also discusses politics on, but I'm not asking to be on the personal page. The page that he has that I am blocked from and so many other citizens of his are blocked from is a governmental page where he is talking about politics, government, and his thoughts as an elected official. Uh, Christopher Bilbury is our guest. He is an investigative journalist. He is suing the sheriff of Henry County. John Sproles is his name over censoring constituents on social media. And Chris, I think uh, we should all be cheerleading for you because we, as you said, we're seeing this more and more often where these uh, local elected officials have zero respect for their constituents. They have zero respect for the people who pay their salaries. They are complete, total egomaniacs, and they don't believe they're accountable to anyone. Absolutely. A good friend of ours, a mutual friend, uh, Representative J.D. Prescott, <laughs> uh, ha- had done this back in uh, 2020 to one of my co-hosts, Brandon uh, Brandon Rudd, and uh, he 
actually did the same process. And JD back then said, instead of unblocking people, I'll just get rid of my page altogether. Which yeah. is fine. Nobody is requiring you to have have a social media page. You're not obligated to, but you can't. It's just like in a in a uh, uh, public meeting, you don't have to take comments. But if you're but if take you comments, do, yeah, let them all in. Yeah, you can't weaponize the cops on some guy for asking about, hey, how does an item get on the agenda? And that's I think this is. Now that I've been personally victimized, Casey, <laughs> I, I think I cheer more than, not that I wouldn't be cheering for you before, but I cheer more than ever because I've seen it firsthand. These people, in many cases, are complete sociopath narcissists who don't believe they're accountable to anybody. Absolutely. Now, Christopher, you look like you were a little uh, frustrated when Rob said, oh, he doesn't have to have a page. Yeah, he, he does. He doesn't have to have that page. But when we're talking about transparency, so many of these people are running on the buzzword transparency, communication, uh, for example. JD says, I'm open to anybody. I'll give you my phone number. Mm-hmm. I've not got him to answer the phone to me in two years. Um, <laughs> he, he won't answer emails. The, the sheriff is doing the same thing. And it's it, what we're seeing is we live in a state where if you have that Walmart, the almighty R next to your name, you know you're going to win 99% of the time. So you don't have to talk at campaign events. You don't have to do candidate meet and greets. So many of these people are not campaigning anymore. And the thing is, I always say, how a candidate campaigns is how they will govern. And the issue is, they've stopped talking to us as candidates. So they're not going to talk to us as elected officials any more than they would have when they were asking for our vote. Okay, I want to read. Uh, th- this is who this Sproles guy is. Now, John M. Sproles, he's the Henry County Sheriff. Chris, you sent this to me. This was an this is an interaction that he had with a constituent, correct? Yes, yes, sir. A- and we won't name her name, but you're telling me this is a real person, right? I just verified last night she is a living, breathing person who has lived in Henry County. This is not a this is not a, a, a fake troll. screen name. Nope. Yep. It's, this is her honest to God name. Okay, so this is the whoever, maybe it's not him running the account, but whoever's running this guy's account, because the reply is John M. Sproul's Henry County Sheriff. Okay, are we ready? Okay, here we yep. go. Thank you for being a quote, top fan of mine who uses a fake account. I have no idea how I'm going to survive all of this pressure from all 10 of you keyboard warriors who hate me so much, especially now this lawsuit that K-9 Chris has filed. (laughs) This is so much more scary than running to the call of gunfire or responding to bar fights with 20-plus people involved or to head-on collisions with entrapment and vehicles on fire. How will I ever survive these vicious verbal attacks and frivolous lawsuits? He then makes some emoji faces. Anyway, grab another box of Twinkies and some generic cola out of your mom's fridge and get back to your keyboard. Your audience of four is waiting, and I need to get back to taking care of the nearly 50,000 citizens of Henry County that elected me as their sheriff. This is his, like, he or someone representing him is responding to an actual constituent in that manner. I will That's give unbelievable. It, I will give it to him. He does have a sense of humor about it. I mean, there's a, there is some good writing there oh, but, in his but it, response. Okay, but here's the, here's the thing with me. It, it's the same thing like with Todd Rokita being the attorney general. Mm-hmm. You're a law enforcement yeah. officer, right? Mm-hmm. If Chris calls 911 and mm-hmm. needs the sheriff to come help him as a law-abiding taxpayer... Do you think he's going to get a fair shake, given the fact that that guy's like insulting his weight, claiming you know where he lives? I mean, that's pathetic. Yeah, I'm wondering, Chris, where is the suit at at this point? It's just been filed uh, last week, and it's the the ACLU has put the press release out, and it's it's just been served within the last week. 
So we're really early. Real mm-hmm. quick before I let you go, because I think this is the more, most important thing. We got to stop this sort of stuff. We got to stop people at the school board meetings being labeled terrorists. We got to stop the cops getting weaponized on people at the local council meetings. We got to stop people getting blocked on social media for asking questions or making comments about their their local elected officials. What, one, why is this happening with such prevalence now? It seems like the past five years, it's just taken on a, a new level of prevalence. And two, what should people be doing? I believe it comes back to the candidates and the officials realizing that they are still going to be reelected, elected to office, whether they communicate or not. So that's the first problem. And the the way that we deal with this is to push back on it every time. The problem I have is if I tell somebody, oh, I'm suing this man because I've been kicked off Facebook, they say, how high schoolish. But if if we were in a meeting and or on the, the town square and this man stopped us from speaking, arrested us, blocked us, walked away from us, if they shut us down from speaking, it would be an issue. This is the same thing. Facebook, social media has become the digital town square and we must not let this stand and you got the sheriff like make it i mean that post on social media is just absolutely unbelievable i mean just look there were people who said so many horrific awful things about me when i was elected but that's what you sign up for Mm -hmm. right that you can't threaten people you i mean there are there are limits but some guy just saying you suck at your job and now you're the chief law enforcement officer and you're making insulting comments like that to tax paying law-abiding constituents that's gross well the the biggest problem i have is he says that he needs to get back to the fifty thousand people that elected him in 2022 henry county had a population of under 49,000, uh, 9,582 people voted for Sheriff Sproles out of the 49,000. So that means there are roughly 39,000 citizens in Henry County that did not vote for this man. <laughs> the mandate is less people care. Yeah. And the other very important thing is my channel has double the subscribers as Sproles has voters in Henry County. I'd like to just throw that out there. Uh, Well, we're cheering for you. It's not normal. We cheer for the ACLU, but in this case, uh, we're cheering for the ACLU. Chris Bilbrey, uh, thank you, my friend. We appreciate you. And uh, real quick, 20 seconds, where can people find you? The Bastards of Politics on YouTube, Thursday nights and five nights a week. Bilbrey Live on YouTube, The Bastards of Politics. All right, keep us posted, Chris. Thank you, my friend. Man who comes with receipts. All right, and that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening. And we'll catch you back here tomorrow. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.